Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. These next few episodes will be dedicated to discrimination awareness, having the conversations, expanding our views, our perceptions, talking about the things that are hard to talk about. And I truly believe that for anything to change, you have to speak up and it's not enough to just silently oppose something. You have to speak up and let people know where you stand. And this is me pulling my weight and I hope it provides some value. I hope it helps somehow. So for this episode, I will just be speaking by myself and the following episodes will be interviews with people sharing their stories or perspectives explaining what discrimination means to them and how it shows up in their lives. So thank you for coming along for the ride. I hope you find value in this. So I was talking to a friend the other day and had an epiphany and I will call it the school of life analogy. Whether we accept each other or not, we are all members of one giant group humans. Together, we are society. I believe with that comes inherent responsibilities to act in the common good, to look out for one another and to pull our weight by contributing to our collective welfare. Sure, we often have wildly differing ideas of how to execute those ideas those duties, or whether those duties even exist. And if you've ever done a group project, you know, just because there are assignments doesn't mean everyone will do them and pitch in. Work distribution is usually uneven, with some carrying the group, some doing the bare minimum, and some just checking out entirely, with variations in between. And is this typical with school? We all have other classes, lessons, assignments for our own personal development. We all have our own goals or sub-goals. We belong to subgroups, participate in extracurriculars. We have different home lives, often including complicating factors, poverty, abuse, unstable relationships, health issues, different aptitudes, etc. And these all impact our school performance. The good news is, I believe our head teacher, and I know that's debatable, but let's just roll with it. I believe our head teacher knows and considers all of these factors when assigning the grade, or maybe we don't even get graded, and that's another conversation for another day. But let's ask ourselves, if the particular group assignment was, say, discrimination or racism particularly, where would you fall on the group contribution spectrum? Are you pulling your weight? I, for one, know I could step it up, and this is me trying to step it up. Yes, I am acutely aware, and have been for most of my life, and passionate about it, of pervasive and persistent racism and discrimination. Yes, I continually research and educate myself on the topic. I seek different perspectives. I self-reflect and ask myself hard questions. I consider the micro and macro pictures and factors. I express outrage and disgust when talking to others. But if I'm honest with myself, that's the bare minimum, man. I can and will do more. It's not enough to be privately anti-racist, to think in your head, oh, that's wrong, to tell one or two friends, yeah, that's not cool. Clearly, that hasn't moved the needle enough. 
We must be publicly and actively anti-racist, you guys. If you're unsure of how to go about that, you're in the right place. Come with me as we dive into this by asking questions, considering views, sharing resources, and assessing possibilities. Follow along on this journey as we go into this together. And I'll be committing to this through my blog, my Instagram account, my Facebook account, and this podcast. Human power, baby. Let's do it. And I know it can feel heavy and overwhelming to wade into the ugly of the world. There's a lot of shit that happens in the world. Injustices, tragedy, etc. It's not an upper. And trust me, I get it. I often see the worst of the worst through my job. Oh, man. And I often try to offset it by limiting, but not eliminating my exposure and by watching, reading, lighter fare, like comedies and feel-good movies and stuff like that, just because I just need an emotional break sometimes. It's just a lot to carry. But let's consider that a privilege that we even have that option to check out and bury our heads in sunshine and rainbows. Pretend the ugly doesn't exist. For so many, they live in the muck, no matter how hard they try to escape it. They're surrounded by it. You can change yourself by changing others' perceptions and biases, especially as part of a massive centuries-old system. That's hard to do. That's another thing. How many upstanding citizens of color have been affected or killed by racism? Physically, mentally, professionally, emotionally affected. And if not themselves, then almost certainly a loved one. And let's talk about systemic discrimination for a minute. Have you ever felt oppressed by the man? Whether in a corporate or patriarchal sense, this has nothing to do with the color of your skin. This is just a universal question. Do you ever feel like the system is stacked against you? You try, but you just cannot seem to get ahead. Maybe you're battling debt or struggling for professional opportunities. You weren't born with a golden spoon in your mouth. You can't control what socioeconomic status you were born into, right? Kind of the luck of the draw. You feel exploited, neglected, disenfranchised, disadvantaged by the left, the right, government, the elite. You're frustrated and you feel like you brought a butter knife to a gunfight. It's just not fair, it feels like. You work hard, you take responsibility, you do what you're supposed to do, and you play the hand you're dealt to the best of your ability, but it just seems to never be enough to tip the scale. Okay, so let's add another layer of oppression. You also can't choose what race you're born into. Your skin color is chance. So now, not only do you have the previously mentioned problems, but you're also held back because of what the freaking color of your skin is, something beyond your control. Without even knowing you or giving you a chance to prove otherwise, society tells you how smart, capable, trustworthy, relevant, accepted, or dangerous or threatening you are. Again, you work hard, you do all the right things, you take responsibility and you don't play the victim, yet people will think what they want to think, tell you who you are before you open your mouth decide your fate for you. And sometimes this is benign. Sometimes this is fatal. Then after they do all of this, they tell you it's all in your head. Racism doesn't exist. It was abolished along with slavery and desegregation. Haven't you heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? Or if it's sexism, there have been equal pay measures and acts. There are laws against discrimination. It's 2020. Stop living in the past and playing the victim. You're only holding yourself back. You're creating a mountain out of a molehill. As I've said in the past, just because there are laws and legislation and movements against discrimination in certain things doesn't mean that it's changed anything. Laws can be overturned. Laws can be changed. Laws can be ignored. How many anti-speeding laws and anti-murder laws and anti-whatever laws are there and yet people still 
do what they want to do. It doesn't necessarily change anything. Okay, so let's talk about another analogy because clearly I just love analogies. And when I wrote this, this was before I saw the race video on privilege floating around. And so it kind of aligns perfectly with that. And if you haven't seen that, you should look it up and I'll try to post it on my account. Okay, so let's think of the lingering effects of oppression. This applies to so many. Let's focus for this instance on Native Americans and Blacks. Okay, we created the problems and set the trajectory, then told them to take personal responsibility and get over it. That's the ugly truth. We stole their land, we stole their bodies, we stole their dignity, we ripped them from their homes and displaced them among various other horrific things. Subjected them to horror after horror. We separated them from their families. We intentionally infected them with smallpox via blankets, especially for the Native Americans. And that's just history. That's what happened. We traumatize them in unspeakable ways. And trauma like that doesn't just disappear like that. You don't just get over it. It lingers. It perpetuates. It seeps into the fabric of your culture. It ripples out to future generations. It generates substance abuse, violence, debilitating mental health issues. It affects socioeconomic status. It ignites vicious cycles. Think of your own emotional baggage from childhood. We pretty much all have had it. Even if our parents were loving and wonderful, my parents knocked it out of the park and I still have my own junk that I carry with me from childhood. Am I addressing it and working through it? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't mean that it needs to be like that throughout your life. Hopefully you're healing your wounds and your trauma and being self-aware and digging into it, but it's still there and we all have baggage. I know that's a sweeping statement, but I feel comfortable making it. Okay, now let's add another 100 pounds to that baggage, see? So past actions set these people on a certain trajectory. Yes, they can overcome it. Yes, we should own our lives and not play the victim, but come on, let's be aware and empathetic and realistic. This analogy that I will give you might help put it in perspective. And this is the race analogy. So let's say that there's a race, a human race, if you will. At the start of the race, far before the finish line, someone dug a mile deep hole, dumped you and a few others in without a ladder or obvious or easy means of escape, then told you to stop feeling sorry for yourself and perpetuating your condition. Just get the heck out. Your numbers end up multiplying. So more of you in there because you're doing the do and procreating and you know, just that's how life happens. And you do your dangdest to escape the hole via various strategies, pooling resources, muscling your way out, innovating new methods, etc. Meanwhile, the oppressors from above constantly douse you with water or throw things at you, etc. They are competing with you and so they're trying to keep you down because they want, they have a scarcity mindset, they want more for them, they want to win, so they want to keep you down. And some of you do make it out by sheer luck, will, resilience, cleverness, etc. Some die trying. Some make it to the top, only to be shoved back again. If you actually make it over the finish line, and yes, this can apply to humans in general, but specifically, let's think about this in terms of race. So in any outcome, is it a fair race? Is it fair to be judged on par with those who didn't have a giant abyss to escape even if they had their own obstacles? Is it fair to be told you just didn't try hard enough? You're just not competent enough or smart enough? They tell you to quit whining. We all have our difficulties. Yes, it's hard for me. It doesn't mean that it's easy for me. I have my own difficulties and challenges. That doesn't diminish anybody's difficulties or challenges to acknowledge that some have more than others. 
we all have to work to cross the quote unquote finish line, right? So just like with race and white privilege and sex and male privilege, just because you don't have that advantage doesn't mean your accomplishments are diminished or your life isn't easy. Yes, there, we all have challenges and we want to celebrate everybody's accomplishments, but let's just see this for what it is. Maybe you have a, back to the analogy, maybe you have a sprained ankle, no legs, no sight, etc. It just means that a certain element of your life, like race or sex, wasn't the challenge that was making it harder, if that makes sense. So just because the color of your skin isn't making it harder, doesn't mean that you don't have challenges. It just means that the color of your skin wasn't what was making your life harder. And we can still celebrate each other's wins, like I said, but why not lend a helping hand to each other? Don't we want it to be a fair race? There are no race rules saying we can't build a giant ladder and stick it into the abyss to help others up or block others from throwing water or other obstacles which impede the climbers, tell others to knock it off. We can share our water, our food, our tips, our resources with our fellow racers. Some racers have the advantage of premium personal coaching. Some have the best gear and obsessively train, study, practice to optimize performance and finish first. Some prefer to go it alone, while others take a more social approach and join running groups or want to run with a partner. Some loathe running and would rather lift weights or just play. Some alternate walking and running. Some only walk. Some crawl. Some backtrack. Some are more interested in pre-gaming and tailgating. Some are consumed and busy helping and carrying others. Some stop short of the finish line, doubting their worthiness, readiness to finish, possibly fearing, dreading the accompanying pressure, recognition, responsibility. Some feel more comfortable working and disciplining themselves and circle back to run it again. There are many causes and individuals needing our help, right? Just, there's so much good in this world, but there's so much nastiness in this world too. And we can't do it all. We can't physically, emotionally carry and support everyone and everything simultaneously or can we also have to care for ourselves, but we can pull our weight. We can do our part, work together, leverage skills, resources. We're not going to go 100% 24-7 on these causes, but as long as that fire stays lit, as long as we rest when we need to, but stay in the game, that's what counts. Can we really feel good about a race that is so glaringly uneven and unfair? Where's our collective sense of duty and compassion? And if the race is timed, let's say like a lifetime, and we don't cross the quote unquote finish line, what even is the finish line, right? Does that mean our lives or accomplishments were any less valuable or respectable? What if they were more so? What if individual finishes and quote unquote wins didn't actually even count? What if the true objective or way to win was to cross collectively? You earned points by helping others to level the playing field and help others so we could all finish. What if that finish line was just a mirage and that's just a distraction? That's not how you're actually winning. Again, what is finishing? What is success? Man, this just got really deep, but it's a crucial question to ask ourselves. What does winning and success mean to me personally? What am I willing to do and to sacrifice? What motivates me? Am I so focused on my lane in place that I don't notice another struggle? Am I willing to show my pro- to s- slow my progress to help them? Am I comparing myself to others? Am I competing with myself or with others? Have you ever been mistreated and held a grudge? And even if you forgave the person immediately or eventually, you likely didn't forget, right? Imagine if that person had done something egregious on a large scale against your family. They stole your family's home and belongings, leaving you homeless and destitute. Or they killed a loved one. And when you sought recourse, the police said, that's just 
the way it is. There's nothing we can do. Or, well, I don't, I think that you're telling stories, right? Or, or, or I'm siding with the officers who handled it. I mean, there are so many scenarios, but how, how would that feel? That would feel so defeating and disheartening to say the least. And as we have these hard but essential and long overdue conversations, please let's remember to check our egos. Let's realize it's a raw and inflammatory topic with deep, deep, deep wounds. We'll likely say the wrong thing. We'll misunderstand and be misunderstood. We'll be regarded as our race's representatives and get taken to task and held accountable for that race's past and present injustices. We'll likely be led to confront our own biases and missteps and contribution, even if unintentional, to those injustices. And I remember watching Chelsea Handler's latest show. Um, it was, I think it was a series on privilege and discrimination on this topic. And she was so brave. I applaud her for going out there doing this. I mean, it's it's what should be done. I shouldn't say applaud. I mean, it's just baseline. It's what we should all be doing. So she attends this gathering um, and these people who have experienced racism and discrimination their whole lives really lit into her and take her to task. And this whole time, she's just offering herself as open-minded and willing to learn eager to learn, asking them, okay, tell me what I need to know. I'm completely open to this. And they let her have it. And initially I was a little put off. I was like, well, that's, she's not doing all of this. She's trying to build bridges and she's trying to mend fences and she's trying to do her part. And I was just a little frustrated because I'm like, she's not to blame for all that has happened. She's trying to pull her weight and make it right in the small way that she can. And these people are blaming her for all of White's injustices and past missteps. But then I realized that's, we're often the representative of our race. And this has been pent up for so long. This just keeps happening. And any time that you allow people to vent, it's just it, most likely going to all come out. And it's understandable and it's fair. And I would likely react the same way. And the things need to be said and we need to hear and we need to just suspend our ego and put it in check and not be so concerned with defending ourselves and letting them know that, hey, I didn't do it. You shouldn't blame me for this. It's not about that. It's about addressing the overarching issue. It's not about preserving your dignity or your innocence or your purity or any of that. It's about having the hard conversations and letting them say what they need to and want to say because how long and they continually are oppressed how long are they ignored and dismissed so I mean it's the least we could do is listen with open ears and open minds and open hearts it's the very very least we could do it's not about us it's about the big picture and so let's remember to just suspend our egos and transcend our egos and realize that these are the necessary steps on the path to healing and change and these compel in comparison to the quote-unquote discomfort and pain and sorrow much of which has been building for many many years and generations and when the pressure is finally released it's we can't expect it to be clean and precise and fit to preference or comfort. After all the ugliness and tragedy and disrespect so many have endured and are enduring, the very least we could do is suspend our personal feelings while we learn about what's been done and what needs to be done. So let's lean into humility and love and prioritize the highest good. There are a lot of things currently bubbling to the surface and grabbing more people's attention like discrimination. And notice I didn't say a lot of things happening now. 
This junk has always been happening, but now more people are awakening to it. That's great. That's necessary. And if you're a recent awakener, welcome. And you may feel overwhelmed and lost and disheartened and willing to help, but unsure how. So one step at a time. Try not to lose yourself in the ugliness. You're not expected to save the world, but please try to avoid getting consumed or worse, numbed by it. Wherever you are on the woke spectrum and There is an emotional guidance that I posted on my social media, so check that out. It's from Abraham Hicks. What matters most is you keep learning, you keep growing, you keep engaging, you keep moving forward, you keep caring. Some days you'll be all lit up and ready to go, and some days you'll feel nearly extinguished, depleted. But please, like I said earlier, do what you must to keep that flame alive. The world needs you, not to save it by yourself, but to join forces as we save it together. We must keep raising awareness for ourselves and others. And I used to say, and mean, it's really hard to offend me. And that luxury is long gone. I'm offended. Too much has gone on and is going on for far too long, like hundreds of years too long. As you may know, I am committed to being apolitical, but some issues extend beyond politics and partisanship. They're simply about humanity. They are humanitarian issues. It's about right and it's about wrong. And I hope we can all agree on the fact that discrimination exists. So let's remember this later. If you disagree, let me catch you up to speed. It does in various forms against race, sex, religion, sexual orientation, etc. And it took me a while to phrase that just right because I try to be very careful and understand that not everybody agrees on certain things. But enough, enough. Discrimination exists, please. (laughs) We're beyond that. And it's not necessarily about one person's one's personal beliefs it's about whether those beliefs harm or impact another so i want you to feel safe and like you can live your life and live your truth but like i have my life mantra is live and let live unless it hurts another and discrimination hurts another literally and figuratively so address addressing these issues can be tricky and i recognize it can feel like people misperceive and dramatize and inflate certain examples or situations see problems where there aren't any and you may feel like people make a mountain out of a molehill or turn a non-issue into an issue and sometimes i feel like i'm perceived as that it doesn't stop me i'm still gonna say what i'm gonna say but i can tell people are like okay well i don't really think that's quite what you're making it out to be but the truth is If we feel like that, that's exactly when we need to check ourselves because that's almost always indicative of privilege. And I know privilege, that term can be inflammatory and triggering. I know, but please just hear me out. Remember how it's generally accepted discrimination exists? Or no, actually just overruled that and I said it does exist in various forms, right? That's the bottom line. Our It's our tether, it's our unifying thread, it's our home base. It's where we return if we feel frustrated with others who disagree on how, where, when, why discrimination manifests because there are a lot of different views there. And if you're discussing this with others, as you should, please get in there. I mean, it's pretty much inevitable that you're gonna be called or regarded as too sensitive or contentious or ignorant, argumentative, etc. It's a touchy subject, am I right? But please, if you're not offended or disturbed by all that's going on, that right there is a neon sign. Please ask yourself why. Why are you not offended and rattled to your core by what is going on in the world? 
please know I still value and prioritize holding space for everyone to to express themselves and their views. That's very important to me. And that's how true connection and understanding and transformation happens on all sides. Sometimes when I'm engaging with someone on a hot topic, they reach out separately, especially I was talking to someone recently on sexism. Did I want to address and point out every single issue that I had with what he was saying? Yes, I did. But A, I wanted to also hear his perspective because I can also learn from him and from others. And you got to pick your battles. It's not about always being right. It's about connecting and building bridges and trying to transcend gaps and voids and trying to connect with people because that is how change is going to happen, right? And keeping an open mind and an open heart. It's about hearing others, learning from others. And like I said, keeping your eyes, mind, and heart open. It's about letting the highest good for all be your North Star and guiding light and staying grounded in that objective. I hope that that is what drives you. I hope that's what motivates you is seeking good for the highest for everybody. And I'm excited, like I said, for our upcoming episodes and what I have to share with you guys are some superstars who have agreed to come on and talk. And if you are willing to come on and talk, let me know. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you.